0: to awesome with Allison. Oh, my voice sounds so weird. Oh it sounds so sexy. No, does it really not sound weird? It sounds exactly the same to me. Okay. Welcome to Awesome with Allison and Eric too I'm Allison, and our only goal with this podcast is to help you feel more awesome each time you listen. Whether it's by laughing at us, laughing with us, or learning something new and helpful, we hope you feel a tad more empowered, lightened up, and awesome than you did before. I'm here with the one, the only, the talented, the sexy, he's your favorite and mine, Mr. Eric Robertson.
1: Good morning. Your voice sounds a little a little shaky because you're sick.
0: What do you mean by shaky?
1: Not like you're not confident what you're saying, but as you trail off your...
0: It's, it's like a... Yeah. Yeah.
1: You just sound like you're sick, but you're feeling better. You're on the tail end.
0: I'm on the tail end. And you know what? When I was reading the intro... It was just so beautiful because we've had the experience, to We just got back from Atlanta and Nashville uh, over the past few months. I've been in St. George. I've been in two different parts of California, all to celebrate the release of You're Already Awesome. It's not that it necessarily surprises me, but it delights me that the number one thing that I hear from anybody who attends... An event like that. I love the podcast, or here's what the podcast did for me, or here's a really hard time I was going through in my life. And they'll maybe share some of the details of that hard time. And then they'll say, and somebody told me about your podcast, or I sat down and I listened to it from start to finish. I was talking to my friend Amber yesterday. And I was like, "Do you even understand how crazy that is? That's like, a, like a roughly a hundred and fifty hours of us talking.
1: That's incredible that someone did that.
0: That anybody would want to listen. And and to be fair, you talk and add a lot. But you know, if we're gonna like put out percentages of who's doing more of the talking,
1: let's do that.
0: <laughs> that's like over a hundred hours." Of me talking. What a, like, I just don't even really.
1: You must say something good.
0: Well, no. Well, yeah, sure. That's great but like how special is that to be able to get to have that conversation that's, yeah. that's really what I'm saying is like take me out of it take me being so great out of it because we all know I've already done put me in it like let's take me out of it and just make it about the beauty of being able to have that exchange the beauty of being able to share what's on our hearts and minds in this little basement studio in Provo and then go out to Nashville and learn some of the stories of people there and hear what they're going through in their life to know that the conversation we're having in this basement is helping out there it's just really special and so as I was reading the intro I was seeing the faces of so many of those people that we've been able to meet over the last few months it just felt really special And on that note, I welcome you to episode 168, how to enjoy life even when it feels like the world is going to hell in a handbasket. This is the final part in our six-part series of how to enjoy life even when. And in the last five parts, we've very often gone internally, right? Like what to do when you're stressed about money, what to do when you feel like it's different than what you thought it was going to be, when it feels like chaos. We're ending with this episode because the world, this outside concept of what lives beyond us, I feel like it's a slightly different approach. And I feel like there is so much, uh, there's so much heartache and hurt, but there's also so much information. There is this steady barrage of just Sadness and horror. I was listening to you. You liked that Joe Rogan podcast with uh, Stephen Pressfield. Stephen Pressfield. We love Stephen Pressfield, who wrote The War of Art and lots of other great books. We reference The War of Art often. And in their conversation, they were talking about this idea of like, you know, the 24 hour news cycle. And is it better? You know, jo- Joe Rogan was like, well, isn't it better that you like, we know these things and we're aware of them? For me, my thought on that is how much good does it do us to have all of this awareness if what the awareness does is just paralyzes and destables us as an individual?
1: Yeah, that is such a good point because, sure, I can see the argument that having all the information in the world of what's going on could be beneficial if it's going to affect you, but I would argue that probably 99% of the information has is something that you can't do anything about physically. Like, you can't change it.
0: Yeah. And so then, okay, so go one step under that. You're like, well, if I can't do anything about it, do I not need to know about it? And it's like, well, no, because awareness is important. Understanding, you know, the trials, the tribulations, the needs of other people is very important. But... This idea that in order to be a good person and a citizen of the planet, I need to understand the intricate workings of what's happening in Syria, right? Like, that, yes and, yes and, but do I understand the intricate happenings of my neighbor across the street who is struggling and suffering?
1: Yeah, which... Right? Yeah, I mean, we don't, you don't get the steady stream of like, your neighbor's, Unless you unless you're really like yes. invested in them, but we do get the steady stream of like some bill that passed or some war or some injustice. I mean, and there's plenty of them. I mean, it's like daily. Here's the here's the new twenty things that'd be worried about. But we don't have the steady stream of like maybe our kids are su- are suffering or struggling
0: with something. Yeah, yeah. And you know, yesterday you made a joke because in the morning I had given my friend Melissa a tarot reading for her birthday. And when I do that, it's like a whole big thing and I do all my things. And it's several hours long. Then I went to lunch to discuss an idea with another neighbor, my friend Amber. Eric was like, oh, you're just having a neighborhood day. I, I loved that. But do you want to know what it is a result of? It is a result of me not being online for about a year. I took a break from the podcast. You guys know, we took a. I took a break from the podcast. Eric was with me. I needed to take a break from working. I, I took this huge step back. I wasn't on social media every day, which meant I wasn't on my phone like lots of days. The only reason I would be on my phone was to listen to music, books, or writing in my notes section so not even accessing the internet in any way for that period of time especially when i was just so bogged down with pain i didn't i didn't have a news feed i didn't have any sort of alerts anything on my phone it's interesting that the result one of the results of that period of time is the closeness that i have with the people in my neighborhood like in our actual neighborhood yeah I don't think that's like, oh, I happen to get closer to the people in my neighborhood and I happen to not spend all this time in an online world. And so knowing the needs of the people who are across the street from me, knowing, you know, when to take some of the dinner I made, some extra dinner over to someone because I can deduce that, you know, something is up with them. How to enjoy your life even when it feels like the world is going to hell in a handbasket. I I feel like the first point of conversation is what's the world to you? How much of the world do you, you know, take, take a bite of? How do you eat that elephant? Because the world is a really, really big place. So when we say the world is going to hell in a handbasket, I think just like I said, so many of these are insular concepts and things that we go within, this idea of the world can be so overwhelming and so big that maybe even just stopping to decide for this period of your life, for this this month, this week, this moment, what is the world that you have the capacity to access? right? What is the world that you have the capacity to be within? Because when we have diminished capacity, when we're sick, when we're suffering, our our world gets a lot smaller. When you have acute pain, when you have intense pain, your world becomes Pain, Your insular world of pain. You can't see the needs of the people across the street. And that's not necessarily a bad thing. One of the things I talked about with my neighbor, Melissa yesterday is she got this, this elbow surgery. And I was like, my love you're in a ton of pain. Like, let's just acknowledge you're in a ton of pain and that like you need to take care of this physical pain. Sometimes we stay in our own world for a really long time. And then sometimes we don't want to stay within our own internal world because it is filled with so much pain. It's easier to kind of like go outside. And so how to enjoy your life. So we want to take back that power. We take back the definition I think the first part of it is like, the world is going to hell in a handbasket. Sure, I'm not even saying no, that's not true. But like, let's look at w- how much of the world are you choosing to be a part of today? Does that make
1: sense? Yeah. What I've learned is when I when I take in the news and the world and all the, you know, what I th- think is horrible, when I th- take that in, I seem to shut down. When I don't focus on that stuff, and it's not, it's not, it's it's like a fine line. You, you need to know what's going on. But when you realizes that the world is like right in front of me and what I can influence, mm. then then I can bring a good energy. It's kind of like you when you walk into it's like energy is palpable. When you walk into a room, sometimes you're like, okay, what's happening here? And nothing's even been said, you know? Yeah. That that's that's a negative energy, and that that's how that's what we can do with our worlds. Mm. Like if the, if the, if we bring in like oh like you, you walk around and like there's everything's trouble, everything's everything's bad. There's no justice. We bring this negative energy, and even without us speaking, that's what happens to me sometimes when I get overwhelmed with stuff. Whereas if we see the world as beautiful and treat it like it is, like how we want it to be, then we can bring our positive influence, our energy, and just make the world, and that's, in fact, that's that's what I would argue our duty is, is like, no matter how bad it seems, our duty is to make it better where we are. And where you are is with your friends, your family, Maybe you have an online thing that you can make better. I wouldn't get too invested in controlling, trying to control that. But, but focusing on what you truly have influence over gives you a power and makes it so you can actually change the energy of it. Because I can't change the energy of what's happening on the other side of the world. I can't change the energy of what's happening here or, you know what I'm saying? I can do, it, yeah. but I can change the energy in how I perceive things. And I can treat things beautifully and really like invest in, and enjoy my life in the world that I can influence.
0: I think that's really beautiful. And I think that you know, if you want to, if your inherent reaction to this is to begin to argue, which I'm sure there are people listening who are like, "No, we need to know what's happening in this country. We need to be aware of this. We need to be aware of that." I would
1: ask, "How do you feel when you what energy are they bringing? Are we bringing when we do that?" Like
0: I think that's I think that's a really good awareness exercise. Um just start to notice. So so if you're feeling argumentative my my response is cool feel argumentative but but I, I had an idea while you were talking about it so if you're feeling like that sounds you know really narrow and detached to not be aware of everything okay you know step number 1 what eric is suggesting just start to notice How does it affect, like, how you move about your day when you ingest a lot of that information? Whatever that information looks like for you in whatever form, whether it's via social media or via news feeds. My second kind of idea around that, if this is feeling, like, counterintuitive to you in any way to create a practice, just being really intentional about when you bring in that information and how you bring in that information. And so rather than a steady stream of it via a feed of some sort all day via a news, you know, thing popping up on your phone, setting a specific time where you sit down and you're like, now I'm going to engage with the world at large. And And here I am in my home, in my apartment, in my room, kind of do some really, it's like somatic healing, which is where you come into your body, you come into your place, you get out of your head, you get into your body before you begin to engage with that information. And then when you're done consuming that information to kind of close off the practice of, okay, I've taken in this information. Maybe I put a meditation in my heart. Maybe I put a prayer in my heart. Help me to know if there is an action that I can take on this information to help the world at large. Help me to follow that, to be brave enough, to be bold enough. And then spend a moment coming back into your immediate physical world.
1: I love that so much. And I love it so much because I can see the opposite. The opposite is first thing you wake up and you go to Apple news and you just scroll and you're like, yeah. okay, this bad thing happened, this and bad, inf- like negative information is addictive. Like we're addicted to it. It's like gossip in a way. Yeah, I'm not is. saying, Absolutely. I'm not saying, but it is, it's like, Oh, this, you feel like, oh, I got to, you just, it's called what people call it doom scrolling. Like you're doom scrolling through the oh, news or, okay. or through, or through Twitter, seeing all the, all the crazy stuff that's happening. Oh, that's crazy. You know, it's like a dopamine hit to get, oh, that's even crazier. That's crazy. Well,
0: it's that. And then it's also this, like, you know, how we love to build the realities in our mind. We think that we have an, we have more control because we know about it. So there's also that that you're getting a little hit of security because you're like, okay, I know about this, so I can plan for it.
1: So I love the dichotomy of there's the way to doom doom scroll. Don't be, don't control what comes in at what time. So wake up and immediately yeah. fill yourself, fill your mind and heart with bad news. Where you, I love how you said, like you've taken care of the day. You've looked into your kid's eyes, <laughs> like you've yeah, like, and you're intentional. It's like okay, now I've I've I've. I've brought great energy to what I can control. Now I can go out and maybe like, now I can go out and give more because I feel good. I can like approach the world in a positive way. I feel good now because I've filled my my cup in a, yeah. in a
0: way. Well, and I think even uh, just even like, Even if it's not about like, I'm going to go feel really good and do this before I do that. Even if it's just about being so intentional in the way that you bring that information in. Yeah. You're just being very specific because back to this idea of what is your definition of the world I think that you could have multiple definitions at any one given time there is the world of my you know Provo community there's the world of my family family my specific neighborhood and there's the world of my immediate family like we just got back from Thanksgiving and we're moving into the holidays where you're going to be in the world of your in-laws and relatives a lot more and I've I've been talking to a lot of people because of you know going all the places, and that's, that's a real thing. People are like, I'm okay when I'm away from my family, and then when I'm with them, this comes up, and this comes up, and this comes up, right? So it can feel like your familial or relative world is going to hell in a handbasket. So
1: uh, th- on this topic, there's a quote from Harry Truman. That he says, there's nothing new in human nature. The only thing that changes are the names we give things. Mm. And so why it can seem like the world is going to hell in a handbasket is because there's new, quote unquote, new things Mm. happening. But human nature doesn't change. That's true. And so what's so cool is we get the chance to observe our human nature and how we react to the world. And so we can, once we figure out how we react and the best ways to consume world problems, we can learn the best way to do that and then really enjoy our lives, even when it seems like the world is going to hell in a handbasket.
0: Speaking of intentionality, I want to talk about our sponsor right now. I feel like this is a good time to take a break. This series happened because Pinna reached out and wanted to know if we would be interested in partnering with them. And so we checked out the services, and what it is is it's a very well-designed very affordable streaming service of children's books, children's podcasts, everything is broken up by age. It's a really beautiful curated selection of intentional uplifting things to bring into your children. Great for road trips, great for traveling.
1: There's also so much hilarious stuff. Like our kids' favorite thing is the dumbest thing. It's it's called What is Champ Chewing and it's like this dog running around <laughs> chewing on things. And the kids are all just, like, screaming what they're guessing. It's so – it's hilarious. It's so funny.
0: Well, it's uh, like playing a game together. Oh, yeah. it, it does that. So, like, on a car ride, it helps give you, like – sometimes we're sitting in the car silent, and I'm like, this would be a great time to connect as a family, yeah. but I'm tired, right? Yeah, I- so tell the people about Pinna because okay, the, so there's, de- there's a deal.
1: Yeah. So Pinna right now is offering our listeners one year of Pina for 50% off. So, it's like, <laughs> so I think it's like around $36, $37 for a whole year. It's ridiculous. So just head to pinna.fm forward slash promo to sign up and use code Allison, A-L-I-S-O-N at checkout. That's P-I-N-N-A dot F-M slash promo.
0: Awesome. And we want to thank you again, Penna. You guys are a dream come true to work with. And we've really been enjoying the together time that your services help us find. So back to enjoying our life, even when the world feels like it's going to hell in a handbasket. I don't know if I've mentioned once or twice or a hundred times here that I've been really into my fantasy fiction romance novels. Uh Uh-oh. <laughs> and Sarah J. Mass, I'm reading reading her Throne of Glass series right now, and I'm in the very last book. She just does such a good job of world building. Usually the books are ending in a war that our characters have spent the last however many years and lifetimes preparing for. There's the different armies, and they're all coming together. Right now in the book, there's one group, group of good, and evil is marching upon them, and they're waiting for reinforcements. This very seasoned, strong warrior is talking to this little girl. Who happens to be at the place where it, it looks like they really will be facing their end? There's so many enemy troops upon them. All they can do is fight with dignity until the end. They know that they're going to be vanquished or that there's very little hope. I was so moved by the speech that this warrior was giving to this little girl. She was so scared that she was just shaking and having a hard time sleeping. War was coming in the morning. And so I just pulled a a quick part of that quote. So he says to her, but just remember that this fear of yours, it means you have something worth fighting for, something you care so greatly for that losing it is the worst thing you can imagine and he goes on to tell her the enemy who they're fighting morath the enemy who's similar sounding to mordor the enemy that they're fighting you know they're this this legion essentially like darkness they they don't have souls and this is not to say we polarize or make enemy but i really do love this idea of when the nameless darkness begins to creep in when the fear starts to get its grip on you and just hold you, remembering that that fear of yours, it means that you have something beautiful to fight for. And so when you feel that fear, when the world feels out of control, to remember what the fear is signifying. The fear is signifying that there is something that you care enough about that you don't want to lose it. And right there, that is a beautiful, beautiful beautiful idea that even if the world is filled with so much darkness, even if there is so much despair and hurt, and there is, there is, even if it feels like, you know, the recession is upon us and there's so much division and there's another shooting, just really heartbreaking things to ask yourself, do I want to live my life In this fear living in its clutches living in its grip or do I want to honor the fear recognize the fear and allow it to signify to me that there's something that I want to fight for and I really do love this idea of fight because you guys it is a fight sometimes to be alive it is a fight to want to live it is a fight to have hope it is a fight for joy and it is a fight Because you have to believe that it is possible against the odds. You have to believe that it is possible when things feel stacked up against you. To look around and see if you can find what it is that you care enough to fight for if it's not your own life right now maybe it's the life of someone you love if it's not you know in your immediate like circumstances maybe there's a cause that you feel called to fight for and i just want you to know just like i am so blown away that we are making a difference here in our basement just talking into microphones You are making a difference too, and you are making a difference in your way with your unique impact, and you are sharing your art, which is your life, and no one else can create it like you do, and no one else can share it like you do, and it is needed, and it matters, and it is not about the results or the achievements. It is about the way that you live every day. And the way that you live every day has so much to do with giving yourself compassion and forgiveness. Because if you continue to beat yourself up, if you let shame hold you in its evil little mangled hands, you're, you're paralyzed to fight. Shame will keep you from fighting for what is beautiful and good because you don't believe you're worthy or have the tools to fight. And that is the darkness winning. That is the darkness winning. And so to combat that darkness, your unconditional love for yourself, your compassion, your forgiveness of yourself that, yeah, I screwed up. Yeah, I didn't live that day perfectly. And yet I will continue to fight. I will continue to show up. And that really is the message of you're already awesome. And I hope that you think of my book (laughs) this holiday season, this gift-giving season. If you haven't bought it yet, please, please do. I believe in it so much. I believe in it so much. And I believe in it because I read it and it helps me to remember what I want to fight for and that I am worthy enough to fight for my life and the joy and the hope in the world around me. And so how to enjoy your life, it's your life. Even if you can't control the world, even if you can't control the darkness, even if you have to fight with your last breath against it, you are leaving a legacy of light. And that legacy of light never gets erased. It never gets erased. And it always puts that light back into the world.
1: It absolutely does. My final thought on this is to treat yourself, others, and the world at large as their best versions of themselves.
0: I love this idea. This is so good.
1: Because when you treat others as the best versions of themselves, even when they're acting well below, mm. they will most likely return to their best versions of themselves. But even if they don't, you're, you're on a higher plane and seeing things through the lens of love and beauty and of the wonderful potential that things can be. And that is the best way to enjoy life. Is to treat everything as their best selves, including yourself.
0: I love that so much. So I hope that this series has helped you guys, um, how to enjoy your life even when. And if you haven't listened to all the parts of the series, go back. There's six of them. We have experts who weigh in and a lot of them with quick clips. And I'm just really happy with the way this series turned out. If you enjoy listening to me... <laughs> I'm very, very excited to tell you guys that this week, just a couple days ago, I opened up a new offering and it is called Power Hour with Allison. And it is the first time ever that I have offered one-on-one their virtual sessions, 60 minutes, a power hour with me. And there really only are like maybe two or three spots left right now. However, if you go and you want a power hour and there aren't any spots left, will you just shoot us an email and say, hey, put me on the waiting list? Well, well, because I want to do the ones that I'm so grateful people have already signed up and filled the spots I had open. Uh, I tried to make it really affordable, even less than like a session of therapy, truly, so that, you know, if you're really feeling like you need that touch in, you need a pep talk, you just want to see some good, feel a little more awesome, I can talk to you for an hour and give, give you a personalized pump up. Uh, We'll put a link to that in the show notes, but also just shoot an email to at com if you want to be put on the waiting list when we open up more of those power hour spots. And I want to thank you guys so much for, for trusting me and wanting to talk to me and wanting to listen. I'm excited to get to listen to you. I'm excited to listen to you. And so that's what the Hours of Power are all about to return you to your inner power. Eric, did anybody even yeah, care? Yeah, Does anybody care?
1: Oh, yeah. Everyone cares. <laughs> uh, this is a new review from Amanda cc 56 She says, I absolutely love this podcast. My friend showed it to me, and I've been binging for the last month now, and I'm still not tired of it. Just like you were saying earlier, people. I love the sweet and funny dynamic between Allison and her husband, Eric. I like to think that me and my husband have that too. And I love how they share that for the world. I have my own podcast, Bare Minimum Babe, and I get so inspired listening to, to Awesome with Allison that I always take a note of something or feel a burst of energy to write something for another episode or an epiphany I had. Love the honesty so, so much. And I also love how I can listen with my daughter because it's PG so she can hear your beautiful thoughts as well. Please come to Washington, D.C., so I can meet you in person and get a signed book.
0: I love that. I hope that 2023 brings lots of opportunities to travel to different cities. What was the name? Amanda. Amanda, thank you so much, Amanda. I We appreciate that. Will you shoot us an email at awesomewithalison at show.com because we're going to send you one of my I'm freaking grateful gratitude journals as a thank you. The reviews are such an incredible way to show support for the podcast, for my book, if you've listened to it on audio, if you've bought my book, leaving a review somewhere about it, you know, five stars, if it's not a five star review you're busy you don't need to bother with it but um, (laughs) it's really really a very impactful way to show support that doesn't cost you money I just want you to know like you're like oh I'd love to sign up for a power hour I'd love to buy this or do that or whatever it is leaving a review is another really awesome way to to show support but just the fact that you're here we're so grateful and we are so happy to have you I'm just wishing you all the love all the joy all the strength all the light i believe in you i believe in you i believe in you and only you can be you and you are already as awesome as you need to be eric do you have a song a sexist song to take us out yeah, on this is from my new album
1: nostalgia oh okay my new it's album. it's called to all my crushes from hidden oaks
0: okay well are they still your crushes oh, uh, <laughs> i
1: mean no obviously not <laughs>